Jersey. Heads over by KB. Twin Sunsets free. That's that version, John. You know where he's like, uh, through the sunsets free to screen deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Young God's Time podcast. I'm very. Very excited for this conversation. And that's my phone. It just went off. <laughs> but we'll keep it anyways. Uh, get a little authenticity in there. Um, that's ironic that it did that. Uh, but I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very honored today and pumped to have my, my buddy Fowler, Maddox. Uh, Fowler is a team captain of the baseball team here at Williams Baptist University. Uh, he's a fellow RA with me. And um, he is pretty involved with some ministry uh, at Central Baptist, and I'll, I'll let him get into that. But um, before I get into the big question, Fowler, just tell, tell, tell us a little bit about who you are, um, your purpose, what you're doing with your life. No, I'm just, <laughs> just, yeah, just tell us who you are, man. Uh, yeah, my, like you said, my name is Fowler Maddox. I'm originally from Jonesboro, Arkansas, which is pretty close to here, Walton Ridge. Went to... Uh, the great school, uh, Valley View High School, and, and played, baseball, played baseball there, and uh, yeah, just, I don't know, I've, I've really enjoyed it here at Williams, and uh, it's just really been awesome just to see how this place has grown as I've gone, as I've gone here, and just the connections that I've made here are just really awesome, and we're just really thankful to be, be invited to be on this podcast, and know the Lord's moving, just, um, and I just know Caleb's prayer is just that one person would just be be impacted by yeah. just listening to something like this. Um, and yeah, so again, I'm thankful. Two things I'm going to say, because you, you know, mentioned going to Valley View. Fun fact, never I never beat Valley View in basketball. That's crazy. Never. They're not really that good. Anymore, yeah. they used to be. Um, but we were in the, we were in the same conference, like, I guess all throughout junior high and high school. I'd say. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's crazy how college will bring you together with people, because like I, not like I mean I didn't know anyone from Valley View, but like I never you imagined. Didn't want to know anybody from Valley View. <laughs> I mean because I'm like well they just they just beat me every time like I don't, I don't like them. I never I never lost to them in any running cross country track anything. Good work. Yeah, but you know uh, I just think it's funny because like you know now I can easily say that someone from Valley View is one of my best friends and um, you know I, I've I've said it before there's some people who are like family to me. Uh, the Gwens and they're I mean they're from Valley View. I, I mean I hang out with them all the time. I, I train Connor and Kate and hang out with hang out with little Cam. We play dinosaurs sometimes and I mean that's those are my people though. So I'm like like my people are like from Valley View. Mm-hmm. Just kinda me. Yeah. Um second thing I was gonna say is um, I just gotta ask you, you know, the question of all questions. Question of the podcast, uh you know, I want to hear your testimony, just what God's done in your life. Uh, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time, and why? Uh, yeah, man, it was. It's a typical, typical um, testimony that you hear just a lot, a lot. You hear this a lot. I mean, I was raised in a Christian home, and and my family made it a point to to share the gospel with me for you know quite a while, and, and I accepted the Lord when I was seven years old, which is you know it's very young, but I knew that I was I was broken, I was a sinner, and I needed a savior. Mm-hmm. And you know my parents my parents shared that with me, and so I accepted that when I was seven and followed in, in believer's baptism. And then you know I just, it's really been neat. I mean I've I've felt the felt the Holy Spirit with me just throughout throughout life since mm-hmm. since since that decision. And uh, you know it's been it's been awesome, but also there's definitely been bumps in the road. You know struggles in school with just making a stand for, for who you are, you know, that's definitely, definitely, definitely tough. And just having, having people trying to show you things that, you know, aren't good. And just because you claim to be a believer, then they're really going to come, come after you, which is, which is tough. And, you know, just also just, I have had losses of both, both of my grandparents on my mom's side mm-hmm. and just being super close with them, you know, just makes you question like, man, why Lord did you take away such a good person? But the Lord has really, you know, brought, brought light out of all those kind of things. And, you know, straight up just, uh, coming here to Williams, you know, I, I felt led to come here. Uh, definitely, definitely, always thought I was going to go to Washita Baptist, which is the mm-hmm. which is the other school, the other Southern Baptist school in Arkansas. Yep. So I, you know, I always thought I'd go there, and you know, the Lord led me here. And honestly, like I, I uh, didn't really live for the Lord like I should. You know, just the first two years here at Williams, all, in all honesty, and just had certain things that I placed above the Lord, and 
you know, made idols out of, out of people and just certain things. And, you know, it really hindered me, hindered my walk with the Lord. And, you know, that was a really, honestly, just a dark time. But, man, the Lord's really just in this recent season just been a lot of refining and, you know, just teaching me a lot of things and just teaching me how to be a better leader, teaching me how to be be more disciplined and just, I don't know, just been an awesome season to just fall in love more with Him. Um, and just actually, like, having that hunger and desire to spend time in prayer, spend time, um, you know, in God's Word, spend time with a, with a good community and things like that. So, you know, it's been it's been really good. I mean, it's just awesome that the Lord, uh, I don't know, just living on my time, I guess you could say. I was living on my time, you know, for, for a little while. I'm just kind of neglecting the relationship with, with the, that I had with the Lord. And, you know, I just... It's like, man, that's just foolish to to live mm-hmm. on my time because it's just uh, there's no fruit, there's no there's nothing good that comes out of that, and there's yeah. just so much good and so much freedom. I like to say a lot mm-hmm. when I'm talking about you know what the Lord's been teaching me. It's just like, man, He is just living with Him and abiding in Him is just the keys to freedom, and so mm-hmm. that's just been really where I've been at. Dude, it is so wild that you you use the words abide and you use the word uh, freedom because right before this. Um, I'm trying to make a habit of like, you know, listening to like a small meditation each day. Like there's this app I use called Abide Meditation. Oh, really? Yeah. And the, like the little thing I listen to today, they're only like three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, some people are like, oh, you're going to meditate for an hour each day. No, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. like really meditation is just sitting still. That's literally all it is. So I'm, I'm sitting here like you're meditating and I'm using the Abide app and um, the passage that the guy narrating it was talking about was Galatians 5.1 and he said that we have to claim our freedom in Christ and I just I think that's really cool because like he was saying what do you need to be freed from today like he was like what is it that's been happening in your life um, that you know you, you like sometimes we think to ourselves I'm not free from addiction I'm not free from pre- people pleasing I'm not free from all these things the truth is you're already free from that. You just have to claim it. And that's what I think a lot of people forget is like as believers, like, you know, if if we had to if we had to like earn something to be free from sin, like we would never get there. Right. Like Christ already did that for us. So uh just tell me like I, I know one thing you've talked about is like you you've done a much better job of like letting go of selfishness. And letting go of like thinking about me, thinking like I'm on my time. And one thing I think you do really well is I think you lead really well. Um, Of course, I mean I've seen it like you know um, yesterday. I know like uh, we were having practice. You were up there doing stuff with the pitchers. Um, Were you leading it? Yeah, I mean kind of, kind of sort of. Yeah, I mean like I just, but I see you like with your interactions with people each day. You build people up. You encourage people. Um, I called you Mr. E, Mr. <laughs> Encourage. Like, but I, I mean, I love that. So, like, what's one way that you're intentional about letting go of like your selfishness, letting go of all that, and just trying to put others before yourself as a leader? Yeah, I mean, I think I think just to try to replicate, you know, how Jesus was when he was on this earth. But just try to have that have that attitude, I guess. Whenever you're, whenever I'm just around certain people, like Jesus was a servant-hearted leader. He mm-hmm. uh, he washed other people's feet. You know, like, and that's just kind of what I try to see it as. It's like, man, I've got to, I've got to serve these guys right here. Like, I've got to serve the guys that I'm around, and you know, be be willing to to encourage them. You know, that that takes a lot of time and energy to to spend time encouraging people, and like being willing to, you know, let's move some equipment or just do certain things mm-hmm. like that. Like, just stop. Don't think so much about. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. You know, if I'm trying to, I don't know, gain. How do I say it? Like I'm trying to gain all these things for myself. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Like I wanna, I wanna like exemplify Christ. I wanna show others that you know he, yeah, he got down on his hands and knees and washed people's feet and yeah, loved people well and loved people intentionally and didn't hold things against people. And yeah, just, it's just worth it to live a life more, more like live life for other people. Yeah, live life for other people yeah. and, uh, rather than yourself because mm-hmm. I mean it's draining just. Focusing on all what you it can is. Get, you know, rather than just trying to pour it out to other people. And this also too, I mean, I think it's it's huge, like talk about community a little bit in my stories, yeah. like having that community. I mean, the guys like Caleb and just guys in my corner to encourage me too. Like I can't, it's hard to do, 
it's hard to do ministry. It's hard to do anything without having also people in your corner to to encourage you along. Because you know Jesus wasn't exactly alone on his his journey. He had he had people in his Amen. corner. He had the twelve disciples. He had you know other people just to you know I feel like encourage him and be there for him. So I think it's it's huge to find that find that group of guys you know to just uplift you too. Bro, it is so crazy that you say that because like. I have a really solid group of people in my life, and I've told you this. We, I mean, we discussed this at the beginning of the year. Like, I've got a really, really solid group of guys in my life, but all of them are away from me. Like, a couple of my best friends are in Batesville, some in Searcy, some in Arkadelphia. Like, all my people are, like, away. And so I recognized, Lord, from where I'm planted, I really lack community. Like I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like I've re- I've really fallen in love with hanging out by myself. Like I love hanging out by myself. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like, yeah. like, cause it's like, I mean, I know what I like to do. Yeah, getting things done, and you don't have to be on anybody else. I mean, I know it's weird, kind of contradicts what you're saying. I know, I know. Anybody else's time. Yeah, and so it's like I don't have to. This sound terrible. I mean, I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't, uh, no one's the boss of me, I'm the boss of myself. I know that sounds bad. What I'm saying is like, I, I began to recognize, I think I'm spending a little too much time by myself. And to the point where it's like, yeah, you know, I can read, I can work on projects, I can I can get all this stuff done. Um, but man, there's, do you, you ever listen to Kane? Yeah. The band? Yeah, I, I love Kane. Yeah. I love Kane, gosh, I love Kane. Yeah. And um, there's a song they have called People Need People. And there's a verse in it where it says, you can have a house to feed an army, but with no friends, there's no, what does it say? It's something like, if you have a big house, but no one to be in it, right. then there's no point in it. Right. And so, man, I thought about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I've got to, I've got to start reaching out and find my people here. Like, and so I prayed that person, God, Will you please send some people into my life this year who I can have community with at my school, like in person, not right. just on the phone, right. not just online, but in person. And I kid you not, dude, that very first day when I moved in, you pulled up. Don't you remember? Yeah, like, I was trying to get a book. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. you got a book. I, yeah. I like signed it to you, gave it to you. Yeah. and um, Great book, by the way. Everybody should go read it. Great appreciate book. it. Appreciate it. Just uh, go for it. Great book. Yeah. Hey, just go for it. Read it. <laughs> no, but, but man, I... You pulled up and we started talking and that was honestly some of the first times I feel like we had like good conversation. For sure. And then we went, you know, on the RA trip and we were talking the entire time during the tour, which you really weren't supposed to do, but we yeah. did anyways. Um, and then, man, like, you know, DJ's always been my friend, but man, I can confidently say now that DJ is my best friend on the basketball team. Like, me, man, we're in communication all the time, like... Like, I mean, just random calls. Hey, bro, I'm going through this. Can you pray for me? Like, same with you. I mean, we've got a little group message going together. Uh, just, you know, if we need anything, being there for each other. I mean, same thing with, like, you know, Tate, Cam. Um, I've gotten close with those guys. I've got Christian ministries classes with them. And it's just crazy, bro. Like, like if you ask God, he's going to provide. Right. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, you ask God for community, he's going to provide you community. You ask God to help you understand the word better. He's going to help you understand the word better, but it may not be the way you think. Right. Like you may honestly, like there may be some people who you talk to a little less, but then he's going to replace that with people who love you and who are going to have your best interests. Right. For sure. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. I just, uh, I don't know. I already saw, I've, the, one of the questions that I remember you having for me is just, uh, it's just a good one, and it was just about how you walk mm-hmm. daily by faith, and I think that's a, I think it's a good question, maybe for both of us to answer. Okay. It's like how do you walk by faith daily? Um, and just thinking about it, just kind of made me think about you know just him talking about like God will provide you with those kind of things. I mean, mm-hmm. both Caleb and I, I and mean, we've talked about our stories and stuff, and just like coming here to Williams, uh, it's like you know we kind of it's kind of like you having to trust a hand in the dark to carry you through because it's like yeah. You know, Williams is a, is honestly like a challenging place to to come to school at. I mean, it's a challenging place to to come and have try to find a community. It's just small. Yeah, it's small, and it's, it's there's not a lot of people say there's not a lot to do. I mean, you can make your own fun, but uh, 
the thing is just like how you daily, I don't know, like I just see that in that is like how do you daily, how do I daily walk by faith is like, for example, just making a decision, like coming to a school is like, man, you have no idea what the, what kind of doors the Lord's going to open for you, Facts, yeah. you know, here at Williams or wherever you choose to go to school or whatever decision you make, I don't know where that's going to be, but you just have to trust the Lord in the decisions that you make, what are your, like what you're going to do for a career, like. You know, that, that day may not be here to, you know, your first day on the job may not be here, but like, what are you doing? Like, how are you going to, you know, try to draw near to the Lord and like hear from him on doing those things? I mean, it's just a day at a time kind of process. And the most church thing you hear is just like, you know, spending time in prayer, like Lord lead me. And then just like spending time in scripture. I mean, I just, the more you draw near to him in his word, like he'll just make things clear to you, which is just yeah, really, sure. really neat how he does that. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like. There, I was reading uh, yesterday in, in Colossians, Colossians three two, just talks mm-hmm. about setting your thing, setting your mind on things of things above, and it's just like, yeah. like every day, just try to have that, you know, have that attitude, have that prayer of like, man, Lord, let me just set my set my mind on things above, and I can't control tomorrow, I can control today, and let me just do it like that. But anyways, no, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I um, I've had to get better about you know not trying to control everything that happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, especially, I mean, I felt led to come to Williams out of high school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Like, I just didn't. Like, I, like I, it was crazy. I was like, Lord, where do you want me to go? And it was so obviously clear, like, I want you to Williams. Mm-hmm. Family loved the school. I got offered a basketball scholarship. Mm-hmm. I, like, all these things were falling in place. And I just simply said, no. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why? And I was like, Cause I'm scared. <laughs> like I was like, I, I'll be honest. I was afraid of like getting in a little bit of debt, and then sure. and then it's it's so crazy. He was like, I'm gonna provide, and and it, I'm gonna like man. I was immature in my faith at the time, and I was like, not like I don't believe you, but like I'm not willing to get outside of my comfort zone. And I've heard a lot of pastors say, if you want to do big things for the Lord, you're gonna have to get outside of your comfort Absolutely. zone. And it's like. So, you know, I, I, I told it before, I went to A-State, horrible decision, all that. Come to find out, came back and visited Williams, went to the financial aid department, and they said, well, uh, you know, your, your dad's a pastor, right? I was like, yeah. And they said, well, how often do you attend his church? I was like, every time I'm there. And they said, well, your dad's church can give you a church mansion scholarship. And like, I mean, dude, that's like covered a ton of my school. Mm-hmm. Like this year, I, I don't think we've said it, but like this year, I don't have to pay anything. I have no fees at all. Like I'm on full ride, basically. Praise. With yeah, with with basketball, that and being an RA. I mean, praise God. It's like, but it's like, if I would have went somewhere else, like I could have been in more debt, mm-hmm. and I could have been uh, in, in more of a hard situation. But it was like, like I don't question God anymore when He says, "Caleb, I'm going to take care of you," mm-hmm. because every time I've done that, I just put myself in a worse situation. Like, for example, I mean, man, I'm about to start working for FCA. Um, I better start fundraising soon, mm-hmm. and um, you know if, if you want to donate to my ministry, um, surely by the time this episode gets out, there will be a way to do that. Um, but man, I'll, there's a lot of people who don't go into ministry or into working with FCA because it's a nonprofit, and they're like, you got to raise your own funds. Right. And it's so crazy, bro. I've had people tell me like they've been like, oh, you you don't even have to raise your support, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, are you not like nervous? I'm going to be honest, dude. And I'll, I'll proclaim this right now in front of a camera. I'm not nervous about it because I know God's going to provide. Right. Like, dude, I haven't even, it's crazy. I, I just mentioned that I'm going to be doing that to three or four pastors. Didn't ask for anything. All I said is like, yeah, man, I'm going to start fundraising. Oh, when do you want to come preach to my church? Four of them. When do you want to come preach to my church? We'll give you a love offering. What? Like, I haven't even... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll proclaim it now, dude. He's going to provide. And it's like, I didn't used to have that confidence in him. Um, And and it's just crazy, like, how far um, last few years I've come as far as, like, you know, being able to just trust him. Mm -hmm. So, when, tell me, uh, I want to hear a little bit about you. Like, what's, what's helped you become more confident in your faith walk? And what's... Some things that have helped you. I mean, it can be a story. It can be like just daily habits, whatever it is. Like, what what makes you trust the Lord more? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it has to relate to just coming, just being here at Williams. I'd say mm-hmm. just fresh on my. I mean, I I spent a summer spent a summer working at Canicut Camps, and after freshman year here, I really just was wanting to give this place up, like straight up. I was like, mm-hmm. man, 
uh, I was just like, man, this place is just, this place can be, dra I'm drained. I mean, I was making all sorts of excuses, you know, I could come up with yeah. to, to find a way to get out of here. And I thought I was going to do something else and whatever. And it just kind of didn't work out that way, man. I just kind of was just seeking prayer at Canacook and just, um, you know, just studying God's word a lot at Canacook and, Man, the Lord just kind of made it clear and said on my heart, like, man, there is there's leadership opportunities. There's you're not done yet at Williams. Like your time is not done there at Williams. And you know, obviously, I didn't see what the fruit would the fruit would be from that. Like I didn't know. I was just like, you know what, you're right. Like I don't I don't need to go. This I mean, it was selfish of me to leave here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In all honesty, it was selfish of me to leave here and try to go pursue things that I don't think the Lord would have really had His hand in. In all honesty, because it was just yeah. selfish. And you know, the Lord just made it clear and. Uh, that I was that I was gonna you know be back here and man he just provided provided an opp opportunities just to lead with, with baseball and again just having opportunities on my hall now like being an RA like I never would have got to be an RA like just having mm -hmm. opportunities for to pour into people and for people to pour into me I mean we've gotten a we just have like I'm discipling these two guys right now and it's just like man that wouldn't have happened if I didn't you yeah. know answer to the Lord on that kind of thing and it's just been it's just been awesome just to to be a part of that and also too just with like future plans like my family farms and man, I'm so thankful for for my dad and how he's how he's worked you know and just he's worked so hard for our family and you know I really admire him and I just always thought I'd do the same thing as him you know one day and just the Lord just kind of made it clear this summer I went out west with some of my friends and that was a really cool experience but I just, he made it clear that you know, so like you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you to farm. I don't feel like I just kind of got that that feeling. Don't from, feel led that. Direction. Yeah, don't feel led that I was gonna, I was gonna be a farmer because I don't know. I feel like a general call in my life to just use my voice to further the kingdom, if that makes sense. And so like, if I'm up at the farm, I'm not gonna be dealing with people right. very much. And you know, I've already, I was already in these PE classes here at Williams, and, and you know, I was, I'm really passionate about just. I don't know, just being disciplined these days, and just mm -hmm. I, at Valley View we had a we had a baseball program that just preached discipline, preached winning at the little details, preach preaching all these things that were just really good, and it was just like, man, I want to use my voice just as a as a coach one day to mm -hmm. hopefully you know propel you know the younger generation to you know be disciplined, you know cultivate a culture of discipline and just like winning at little details, which just it's a fun thing to do. But anyways, I can get into that. Yeah, uh, but it's just. Uh, I don't know, it's just trusting in the Lord that he will just, yeah, provide and, you know, like coaching straight up, like that's the the finances are not going to be, you know, just flowing in, you right? because I would like to be a high school coach, but, you know, just trusting the Lord that I, he'll provide and that, you know, I need to be content with, with what I have and just teaching, you know, contentment and stuff. But yeah, just, it's been awesome just to, yeah, like whenever I do take steps of faith and not knowing what's, you know, what's going to what's to come of it it's just like man the lord's really provided just like opportunities and just people to encourage me people to affirm me you know what i'm saying it's just awesome it's just awesome how if you just take that one step you know he'll like it's kind of the opposite like you you know when people say they kind of have like trust issues or like mm -hmm. i give people one inch and they take a mile or whatever kind of thing yeah like if you just give the lord one inch like he'll take you a mile so it's just mm -hmm. been awesome Dude, that's so awesome, man. I love, I love hearing you talk about it. You can tell you're passionate about it, bro. It's like, I mean, you, you know, if you want to use your voice, like, that's awesome. And I think that, you know, some people don't realize that, you know, whether you're extroverted, whether you're introverted, I think we all have a duty to pour into someone. I agree. Like, we have a, we have a duty to pour in to certain people. And so, like, for instance, um, you know, my dad's a pastor. He's a shepherd of, of, of two churches. Mm -hmm. Like, his job is to shepherd those people and help them go in the right direction, check on them, disciple them, mentor them. Like, you know, people have asked me before, like, do you, like when they've heard me preach, like, do you feel led to pastoral ministry? And I'm like, honestly, no. Like, I love, I love preaching. But preaching and pastoring are very different. Right, I agree. And so it's like my I feel led to disciple coaches and athletes. Mm -hmm. Like I would love to and we've we've talked about this dude. Like I think it'd be cool if like we were in the same area one day, mm -hmm. I could come do Bible study with you and your your, your coaches. Yeah. Like, I mean, how cool would that be? And like that's that's the whole thing of FCA. It's like building relationships with coaches and athletes. And so I think it's cool that, you know, in, in all honesty, like an FCA representative, they 
like they mentor athletes as well, but coaches are the ones that impact them the most. And I, I see that in you. I think that's why you want to go into coaching. It's because like you have such an impact on these kids, dude. Like even Billy Graham, one time he said, uh, a coach will impact more people in one year than anyone will in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, I, I hear it in your voice, like why you want to go do it. And I mean, even for me, I do what? I so appreciate it. Oh that. yeah. That means no, you're good. I mean, even like, for me, I mean, right now, like, you know, we're in the process of uh, my AAU team becoming Team FCA. Um, like, that's the kids I'm going to be coaching. And, and, man, I've been, you know, talking to them more, ha- trying to hang out with them when mm-hmm. I can. Like, hey, man, y'all ready for AAU? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coach, we are. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it, it, it's just like, it, it's like getting to pour into someone's the biggest blessing of your life. Like, I, I don't think people understand that, like, you're not supposed to live life alone. Like, we're supposed to live life in community with other people in our church body and in our small circle. Like, you should have 12 or less people that are checking on you weekly. Like, Jesus had 12. He had 12 disciples. Like, now, I mean, I only have, you know, three or four, like, close, close, within my circle people, maybe five or six. But you've got to have someone checking in on you. And you got to be checking in on them. Right. That's like that's why the Lord gave us each other. Like I said, that song by Cain, people need people. Right. Um, and, and I think it's cool that you and me are both able to, to pour into people. Right. Um, and yet, you haven't even mentioned um, you know, leading your 8th grade boys uh, yeah. in Central in your Bible study. So tell me a little bit about that and like how that's been and how you get to lead them. Yeah, uh, first of I all, mean, I just want to yeah, just talk about a little bit about what he he said just about having people to pour into and also the importance of just like having somebody to pour into you for sure. Like having an older mentor. I mean, this is as young men, I, I believe that we're, we need to have somebody who's, you know, walk the walk that we have and, you know, yeah. have some advice for us. And also, yeah, like check in on our, on our reading, on our prayer life, on our just everything spiritual and just, you know, have those mentors. I think are really important to just have somebody who's, you know, willing to pour into you. And then also, yeah, just find your people, to also pour into, like find the find the people to find people to disciple and minister to, I think is is huge as, mm-hmm. as men of as men of God for real. Um, yeah, I mean, fortunately, I mean it's 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 been awesome just to have have opportunities to lead here on campus and here, you know, at Central where I grew up. I grew up going to Central uh, mm-hmm. Baptist in Jonesboro, and yeah, it's just been, it's been awesome just with the with the eighth grade guys. Uh, they I, I was with them last year too, so they were seventh graders. So just seeing them like grow up and. Some of her started to get deeper voices and stuff. So it's, it's just, weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a weird transition time. But man, it's really been encouraging because we're we're in charge. Like the there's me and a couple other guys are in charge of you know leading this leading this this class this life group and um, you know honestly like we've been going through the Old Testament a lot and so just honestly it's impacted me reading you know going through those lessons and reading those lessons about you know Old Testament doctrine and stuff and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty tough to you know wrap my mind around sometimes but just like. Also, like, get an opportunity to learn, you know, more about it and just, like, I don't know, like, having the Lord set on your heart, like, how I'm going to, I guess, to get this across to these kids who are in eighth grade, you know, they're not as, you know, they're not as developed as us just mm-hmm. with, with learning kind of thing. And just it's been awesome just to see how certain kids have came out of their shell to, you know, say what the Lord's been teaching them or say what they get out of the lesson and just, like, being involved, coming to church more, and just like, man, I'm so encouraged by this one kid. It's just, it's really impacted me. I love telling people this, man. This one, this one kid has been coming just this this year. You know, his he always asks every week in prayer requests at the end. He's like, man, I just pray that my my parents and my like brother would come to church. Oh my like, gosh. And like, he is he's been faithful to come like every week, and he's like been getting in the word. Like, he's he's super solid in his faith, and he's in eighth grade. He's 13, 14 years old. You know, and it's just. And he's just—he has it on his heart to pray for his parents. Like, I mean, I can't relate to that. I mean, my parents have been—I've yeah. been in the church, like I grew up in the church, and my parents, you know, honestly, growing up a little bit forced me to come. You know, now it's my choice for sure. But it's like, good, yeah, <laughs> good, yeah. good thing they did. Yeah. yeah, good thing they did. I think it's a great thing. But it's like, man, he's—it's laid on his heart to, you know, have his want his parents to come. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm so encouraged by that, which has been awesome. And you know, me and Tate Isaacs and I, um, good friend of mine, he. Uh, him and I just had that opportunity the past two years to to lead just uh, I guess a Bible study with our with a baseball team and mm-hmm. we've had you know 
12 to 15 guys faithfully showing up every week, which has just been really incredible just to have that turnout and just have people just be vulnerable and just talking about hard topics and talking about how we can be better teammates, how we can be just better on the field, you know, what, what can we do and just addressing that biblically has been awesome. Just like how do we go about, you know, our business and like looking, mm-hmm. looking into scripture and seeing how we do that. And man, also too, just having the guys that I, the small group that I have of just being able to disciple and just, it's been awesome doing that. Like they've been pouring into me, they check in on me, even though like I'm, you know, I'm trying to lead them, like they're checking in on me and holding me accountable and mm-hmm. I'm to win with me, which has been awesome. Um, and just like reading through a book has just been really good. Reading through a book, I've, it's called Gentle and Lowly. I know, I don't know if any of you guys out there have heard it. Gentle and Lowly by I had the day in Portland, but really good book. We've been going through that right now. And just like hearing these guys, you know, hearts behind that and just like, Asking questions and it's good to just I don't know I just enjoy self reflecting and so just asking questions and just wow. like what's been great what have you been doing good at this week what are you what have you been struggling with this week and like other questions like how are you delighting in the Lord like I think mm-hmm. that's a good question to ask and so I learned that from a guy named Kenzie Flippo I don't know if you guys again have heard of him but he's a missions he's a missions pastor yeah, he's at, the, at Central right now and so that's Austin's fiance's brother yeah 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 so Kenzie he's a, he's a really good guy Walt Ridge local he's a, mm-hmm. he's from this area but. Yeah, he uh, shout out Walmart. yeah shout out Warriors <laughs> provides, but yeah, it's uh, all six thousand of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Big impact this place has in, yeah. in the universe. But um, yeah, just that's a good question to ask. But yeah, it's been it's been really fruitful. Yeah. Definitely, it's just awesome to have people to go through your lows with, like a guy who's the uh, yeah, like a like person who's mentoring me. I guess is just like being able to gut it out with them, and then just having people just coming to you and getting out with them and just having your heart filled up enough to go through that with them. Um, it's just been, it's been really awesome. Just what the Lord's provided for sure. That's awesome, dude. Cause you know, we gotta have people who, uh, we gotta have people who we can just shout our worst things and moments at. Uh, what dude? what Jonathan Freeman, um, he said one time, everyone needs a David, Everyone needs or no? What did he say? Yeah, he, no, no, no. He, what did he say? Like uh, he was like, everyone needs a a, a Jonathan. Like he wasn't talking to himself. Yeah, yeah. In the Bible, it was like everyone needs a Jonathan. Everyone needs a someone, and then uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Jonathan was uh, Solomon's son. And, he, he was David's best friend. Yeah, he was David's yeah. best friend. And Solomon was against David, so yeah. Yeah. Just, it, it, I can't remember it. He basically said like everyone needs a friend who will comfort you when you're mm-hmm. going through a bad time. Um, everyone needs a friend who is constantly encouraging you and building you up. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't want to misquote Big John, but oh, yeah. I think he said, and everyone needs a friend who will slap you when you're doing yeah, something dumb. For sure. And it's like, um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like you and me are like all three for each other. Yeah. Because awesome. I, I feel like, you know, I've never like straight up, you know, been like, Fowler, that's dumb. Yeah. Like, and you've never done that to me. Yeah. But like, there have been times where like, you know, I might say something and you go, I don't know about that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing just about just doing just doing life together. Like, and Jonathan said it last night at, at Central. It's just like, are you gonna love people like tough? I mean, it's kind of like tough love. Are you, are you gonna love like love people and be willing to call them out on their on things that they're falling short on, or are you just gonna shy away and you know and like he said it just straight up, love them to hell. Like that's like mm, he said, I've like, never thought about that. Yeah, like are you gonna like not look out for your friends, not look out for the, your brothers, and just let them fall short knowingly like having a having a you know tug on your heart to talk to him about certain things like that i think it's 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 you should just truly like love your love your brothers and i guess just what that looks like is yeah like being willing to encourage somebody when they're down or up or whatever and also just like being able to like truly hold them accountable and they also i mean it's got to be a two-way street like they've got to um they've got to have that desire too like you know like like want to be different, want to change, yeah. want to be held accountable. Like that's, it's got to be a two way street. You can't just say like, Hey, I think we should work on this area right here and then not have them be bought into yeah, that. You yeah. got to find somebody yeah. who's going to be willing to be bought, like willing to be bought into what, you know, you're both trying to accomplish and that's win, like win in Christ, you know, yeah. like trying to share victories together. Love that. I think, you, I think you said it last night in our little group message. You said win the day or yeah. uh, you said just, just win today. Yeah. Um, and then we'll move on tomorrow yeah. and we'll win tomorrow. I wanted to say I love that you just talked about accountability because I've always thought about community um, when it comes to, you know, like me and the boys, like, you know, guys, 
I think about community in two different ways. There's discipleship and then there's fellowship. Mm-hmm. I think they're very different. Because discipleship is, you know, maybe for me, I disciple a couple young athletes. Like I check on them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do my best to check on them weekly. Say, hey, how's school? How's this? Hey, do you want to talk on the phone? When I'm in, you know, like there's a young man specifically when I go to Batesville, I usually, we shoot together, work out with him. I usually take him out to eat mm-hmm. or we go eat breakfast or we, and we Bible study. Right. And I am discipling him. Right. I am pouring into him. My energy is going into him. Mm-hmm. Um, fellowship is different. Mm-hmm. Fellowship is more like this right here. Yeah. Like we are both eating a pizza, pizza. Right now. Yeah, we were <laughs> yeah, like we ordered some pizza. Hut. We were just downstairs, just like eating it and hanging out. Fellowship is like let's encourage each other. I think that discipleship is more like I'm gonna pour into you, mm-hmm. like, and sometimes that can be draining, mm-hmm. but it's worth it because you need someone discipling you. Yeah. Like um, Coach Massey, that'd be an like yeah. if, if you met with Coach Massey weekly, that'd be an example of him discipling you. Right. You meet with a high schooler each week, you're discipling him. Right. You and me. We're, you know, similarly, similar, gosh, similar in our faith walk. We're similar in our phases of life. So us doing life with a bunch of other people, that's like fellowship. And so I think that, I mean, dude, for me, like, uh, that's why I love playing golf. What's so funny? Just outward noise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, that's why, I mean, that's why, that's why I love playing golf. I mean, it's just like, you you know, you can have good fellowship. And, um, I mean, dude, gosh, golf's taught me just be patient. Yeah. Like. So, I know we gotta go play yeah. sometime. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I uh, I think that'd be awesome to play some golf. I'm absolutely trash at golf, but it's a good time. But yeah, I, uh, yeah. Just I just wanted to ask too, just with your uh-huh. with your golfing golfing obsession, I guess you could say golf addict. Yeah, golf addict kind of thing. What do you got that that little what is that the golf tee thing? It's like a oh golf. yeah, just I got a, I guess technically I got an NIL deal. Yeah, you got like an NIL deal. Tees crossed. Tees crossed. Cool, it's cool brand. Um, but yeah, dude, I always just, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an observer on social media. I try not to post that observer. Much. Yeah, I love that word. I got to start using that. Yeah. I'm just, I like to be an observer, I guess, on social media. And so Caleb is, I don't know, he spent a lot of time golfing in the, in the fall, like whenever it's still warm outside. And so there would always be just like something that's on his story and it's just like whoever he's with and it said golf plus worship. Right? Yeah. Golf, plus, <laughs> golf worship. plus worship. So, you know, like that's hard to like wrap my mind around honestly. Like how do you go about like, you know, you're spending time golfing, you know, competing and things like that, but how do you how do you worship alongside like being on a golf course? Like what is that? That is it, okay, that's a really good way of thinking of that. I'm gonna be honest, the reason it's always said golf plus worship is because there's worship music okay. playing in the background. Okay. Yeah. Like like um, I'll get my speaker and we'll play worship as we play golf. Word. And I'll even do that with like, you know, I viewed it as some like a way for me to either have fellowship mm-hmm. or to share the gospel. Right. Either one, because think about it. It's like if you're going to play golf, like mm-hmm. you're probably not going to play any Metallica. Mm-hmm. Like some people play rap, but usually mm-hmm. it's like country yeah. or like Slow. like maybe like in, in in the Christian department, maybe it's like Zach Williams, mm-hmm. like something like something like you know calm right. yet you know fun to listen to, mm-hmm. and so. I'll ask the person I'm playing with every time. I'll be like, hey, bro, is it okay if I play worship music? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, no one said no so far. Yeah. They say no, I'll say, all right, man, we'll play some little baby. No, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, but, but like... <laughs> That's funny. I got so approved. No, like... Yeah, like conforming to the... Yeah. Just be like, oh, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm not going to say that. No, but it, no, I, no one said no so far. Um, yeah. But if I'm playing golf with someone... Um, I like I did it one time. I put it on my story one time. I was like mm-hmm. golf plus worship, and then it's always a video. It's never mm-hmm. like a picture. Mm-hmm. It's always a video. You hear the worship playing in the background, and I usually video someone swinging. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did that, there was like two or three people that slid up on my story, mm-hmm. and they said, "Dude, let's go play golf sometime." Right. I said, "All right, cool." And so I realized I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like. One of my best friends now, his name is Jace Goodwin, and we're going to have Jace on the podcast soon, but Jace loves the Lord. We met one time uh, playing pickup at Harding, Mm -hmm. and I remember Jace slid up on my story, Mm -hmm. and he said, hey, dude, let's play sometime, Mm -hmm. and we ended up playing, and we got to know each other better, and I was like, I freaking love this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, 
this dude's awesome. He loves the Lord. He loves golf. He loves Fortnite. Like, I, like <laughs> this is my my guy. He's a hooper. And so, just from me posting that one thing, mm-hmm. like I got to meet, I got to get to know better one of my best friends now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was like six months ago. Right. And so, whenever we were playing, we had such awesome conversation because it was just me and him. Right. And so when I when you because think about it, when you're working out, like when you're lifting weights, it's like you might be having a really good talk, and then it's like, hey, give me a second. And yeah. you gotta lift. Yeah. When you, I mean, dude, when you're playing golf. You're shooting the ball all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's like, you know, you can talk on your walk up to the ball, yeah. then you hit, and I mean, it may take a minute or two to drive to your ball. Yeah. And you can talk that whole time. Yeah. And so, I really could change it to golf plus fellowship, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. But, the, I did that one time, and then I thought it was cool showing the different golf courses I got to play yeah, on. for sure. And so people would slide up. Like, I'm telling you, dude, there's been a lot of people slide up on those stories and say, hey, man, when are we going to go play? Yeah. Like, and, and I've gotten to, like, I'll tell you, I've played with two or three people, won't name them, that I, I got the vibes. They're probably not a believer. And so I was like, I get the chance to, they get to listen to this worship music, and we get to just talk and hang out. And I get to say, uh, you know, maybe they mentioned something they're a little insecure about. Well, hey, man, like, you know, what's up with that? Like, why? Why is that? And like, you get a chance to have those vulnerable conversations with them. Dude, I had a dude straight up tell me one time. He said, listen, man, I want to get closer with God. I just don't know how. Mm. And so it's like, it's just been such a fun opportunity to, number one, I've learned to love, I just love playing golf now. Mm -hmm. I never played until like eight months ago. Never. Uh, I went out with my grandpa one time and I was like, okay, this is cool. Like we can have a cool experience, like we can just bond together because he loves playing. Like, mm-hmm. And he's pretty good too, he's hit like three on ones. Really? Yeah. Um, so we went out and played and I hit like one good one. And I went. Yeah, it makes you keep going. Oh yeah, and he looked at me and he said, felt good, didn't it? <laughs> and I was like, it felt really good. Mm-hmm. And so we started playing every day. And um, So yeah, dude, that's why, that's the whole golf plus worship thing. Like I just, awesome. I, I video if I'm playing and we got some worship in the background, I'm gonna video it, post it, and did I ever tell you about, there's been one person who actually like gave a negative response about that? Who told you about that? No, yeah, no. I won't mention who, yeah. but uh, should, should I tell the story? Or not? I, mean, it's, I don't know. Oh, uh, it's here now. Well, I'll just say this. Somebody slid up, no, not slid up, somebody messaged me privately and they told me that I was doing the golf plus worship thing for attention. And, and I said, respectfully, man, you know, I'm doing it because I, for sure. I mean, first of all, I love golf, and number two, if one person sees that and they're impacted by that, it doesn't matter what a thousand people think. Right. It just meant, like, dude, we had somebody. I mean, do you remember reading? I know you said uh, you read the end of the book recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my last, in my last chapter, it's called "A Love That Lasts." I tell a story with a, a subtitle: "If Only One Person Hears." You remember reading that? It was about you and your. Uh... Who was the guy who used to... Hudson. Yeah, Hudson used to be on the pod or whatever. We all mm-hmm. used to do it together, and it was just like you were getting some backlash or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, Hudson just had a guy reach out to him, and just had, y'all just had, like, some connections on that, and, like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, it was like, there was a, a young man who, I mean, what he told us was he started listening to the podcast, because he saw it posted. Yeah. Like, he saw it posted on either my Snapchat or my Instagram, yeah. and he started listening and he was going through a horrible time in his life. And something I said, or Hudson said, I can't remember, stuck out to him. And he ended up reaching out to someone, and he gave his life to Christ. And I was just like, like, I remember being upset with, like, low views. Yeah, I was yeah, like, man, like, we're not getting as many views, like, not as many people are seeing. And I, I remember I was on the phone with this dude. I said, dude, congrats. Like, this is awesome. Welcome to the family. Mm-hmm. And he, like, it, it was so cool getting to, like, have that interaction and I realized, it's like, dude, like, if only one person hears, that's all that matters. If one person hears your sermon, if one person hears you telling your story, if one person hears your podcast, if one person reads your book, that's all that matters. Because if that one person gives their life to Christ, heaven is celebrating, bro. And that's there's a lot of people who don't go for things because they're just afraid of what other people think. And I never want to be that person in my entire life. I never want to be afraid of what other people are going to think 
because I'm worried about being judged or whatever. My heavenly father is who judges me. And one day I'm going to have to look at him and he's going to tell me all the things that um, I did great, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or he's going to say, you had the opportunity to do this, to share the gospel. You had the opportunity to um, maybe share with more people, but you were afraid. Like, because we're going to be judged one day. Like, and, and do I believe that, you know, we've talked about this. I believe that um, we're only saved by faith through grace uh, alone. And so Jesus' blood is going to cover everything that you've ever done wrong, all bad sin. But I want to look at God and say, God, I did my best for you. Mm-hmm. I gave you everything I had. And if I had to look at him and say, hey, Lord, I, I did a little bit, but I was afraid of what people thought. I mean, that's a who wants to say that to God? And so that's the way I think of it, man. So, yeah, if, if I post golf, post worship, and somebody gets upset, but then 40 people are inspired by it, mm-hmm. maybe buddy goes to church first time in mm-hmm. five years or whatever, bro, that's all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter that one person was upset. Who you inspire is more important than who you upset. For sure. Dude, I agree with that. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just whatever the Lord lays on your heart. And then I think boldness is definitely a, a thing that we all need to, as believers, just, you know, kind of put on, like put on the, Put on to be have faith, be faithful, and be, be bold in your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just not not have that attitude of like, man, what's what so and so going to say? What's what are the naysayers going to say? Like, man, I just the heart behind me. I, that's the thing. I want to affirm you, man. I can I can you know see your heart behind your intent, and your heart behind certain things that that you do that may you know be controversial, you know, like to the to the public eye. But like you're just doing it because you again just have that heart for. You know, that one person, like that mm-hmm. one person to, you know, potentially surrender their life to the Lord and, you know, have faith, you know, to know Him, you know, so that's just, thanks, man. it's really, it's really awesome to see just from the outside point of view and just getting to know you further, you know, like definitely, I mean, I think too, you know, like I think if, you know, people see that and like that guy, whoever, whoever reached out to you and said like, you're just doing this for attention or whatever, like obviously that person doesn't know Caleb very well because if you get to know Caleb, he's going to, I mean, he's, you can just tell, you know, like radiates, like truly, like truly, like one of the, you know, few people's like, man, his heart is genuinely, you know, trying to serve the Lord and trying to, you know, win in Christ again. I'll say it again, just like that's his, that's his heart. And so it's just really neat to see because it's like, man, I, you know, maybe if I was, you know, lost and I didn't, you know, understand how that worked, you know, I probably just thought the same thing as that person, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I, uh, I don't know. Like I would have definitely had that matter, same thought, but like once you get to know, like for real, like once you get to know this guy, like you know, I appreciate that, it. Like Thank if, you. If you ever think that he's his social media or something is for self, for self glory, I mean, just for real, look at your heart because like he is, he is for real on fire to, to make you know the gospel known and share that with others and share the freedom in that. So I'm encouraged by you, dude. I think you just made my week. <laughs> Thank you, bro. That means so much to me, and I mean. Honestly, like, I, I see the same in you, like, just, I mean, on a weekly basis being encouraged by you. I mean, anytime I get down, I know, like, my community's there to lift me up. I mean, you know, there have been times where I have actually, like, there's been times where I've contemplated, like, not doing this anymore. Um, and, man, when I even think about that. My people are just like, well, why? Mm-hmm. Man, you know, not as many views, you know, not as many whatever. Like, people are thinking, like, dude, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, what matters is that you're glorifying the Lord. Right. And, I mean, I just, man, I appreciate words so much, man. Because that's like, I don't know, man. I, I preached a sermon a couple weeks ago on the words of life and words of death. And it's like, you, I think it's, uh, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will bear its fruit. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if you love building people up, you're going to bear the fruit of building people up. Your relationships are going to thrive. The people in your life are going to want to be around you more. Um, your family is going to feel closer to you. Um, but if you love the words of death mm-hmm. and you love tearing people down, you're going to bear the fruit of that. Yeah. Your relationships are not going to be as good. You may lose a business opportunity yeah. because you cuss someone out or because you, I'm serious, yeah. you, you cuss someone out, you. Uh, lash out at someone, you get upset, have no self-control. Um, I, I mean, you know, we're going to bear the fruit of our words. And now, honestly, like I, I've said it, like I hate to you know, beat, beat a dead horse or, or I guess build up in a live horse, mm-hmm. I guess, because I'm 
but say something good. Mm-hmm. But like, you just encourage so well. And I mean, I just, I don't know, man. Like I, if I didn't have people building me up and pouring into my life, like I, man, I don't know where I'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were gonna look, I'll ask you this, if you were gonna like, um, you know, look at a younger kid, like the kids you work with, um, the kids that you're around a lot, um, if there was like maybe an athlete, I, one thing I love also is that we're both college athletes. We haven't talked about athletics one time yeah. this whole time. Like we've already, yeah. we, we've already, yeah, we've already talked about it. Yeah. But if as a baseball player, as a pitcher, if you were gonna look at a younger kid who maybe had a desire to go to the next level, you know, most people are gonna say, "Oh, just yeah, work hard, be consistent." Now I'm gonna ask, what would you tell a kid who wants to go to the college level but loves the Lord, and how they can honor God? with their work ethic, how they can honor God, with how they treat people, and how they lead people. Like, what would you tell that younger kid that wants to play at the next level? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think just, uh, I think a word that I just like using lately is just like discipline, be disciplined mm-hmm. in the things that you do. And uh, how th- It says it a lot in Scripture, just like do do things unto the Lord, not by, not to man. Like, mm-hmm. do your works yeah. unto the Lord, not, not by man. And, um, and so just like, man, have that attitude. Like, if you have a coach that may not, like, because in reality, in baseball, only nine guys can play, and you know there might be thirty plus guys on the roster, and so, you know, especially in college, like definitely you're gonna have to have to realize that you know you're gonna you may not get in kind of thing. But anyways, back on to just uh, yeah, just like how you how you want to go about that is just be disciplined in your work ethic and just be like, man, I'm, yeah. I want to do this to glorify the Lord. Have that try to you know ask for ask the Lord to give you that heart of just like, man, I want I want to do this for you and mm-hmm. for my personal gain. I want people to. There's a song about the JJ Weeks band called "Let Them See You and Me." I love mm, that song. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, let the let other people just see Christ in you. And like, man, if, I think if you work hard and have you know, be disciplined in your in your in your work and how you go about you know doing your workouts or how you go about throwing, how you take things serious. I think that that represents the Lord in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. you you're doing the doing the right things. You know, don't half do any reps. I mean, mm-hmm. truly take love it. That. Take, adva- take advantage of the opportunities that you have, you know, in high school or training sessions outside of high school. Just take advantage of those and, like, work super hard to do that. And just, um, yeah, just, like, with teammates, um, I think, you know, that's all. That's kind of what we're doing. Like, kind of what the main thing of this podcast really has just been about community a lot. Mm-hmm. And just just try to love people well. Like, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, just talking about love. Mm. Just, that's a great, great... Love it the name of Scripture. Love it. Yeah. And so in 1 Corinthians 13, just, uh, love is not love is not boastful or anything mm. like that. And so, like, don't... Love don't is be, patient. Yeah, love is patience. Love is kind. Love is not envy. It's just, like, truly try to live out that way. And again, I want to emphasize it. Just, like, Jesus as a... as a was it When He walked on the earth, like, we're uh-huh. washing people's feet. Like, truly just try to serve those people and serve those people well because i think you know coaches will look at that like coaches are they're going to see that and they're going to appreciate that you know on the team whether you're playing or not whether you get on that college team and Absolutely. You're, you're the guy still serve and if whether you're not the guy who's going to be you know out there go get a foul ball i mean go get a be that guy who's willing to go get a foul ball be that guy who's willing to i mean just serve the team in any way possible i mean i think that and that'll bring that'll bring you that'll bring the lord glory and it, I mean, I think it just makes you you're fulfilled by doing that kind of thing. Absolutely, man. And uh, to piggyback off what Kevin was saying earlier, I just wanted to again just bring up, I guess, his book again. Is there's a chapter I think it's called "What Makes God Smile." Yeah, what makes God smile? And yeah, just like talking about, we can get you can get wrapped up in if you're going to start a podcast views, you can get wrapped up in that kind of thing or mm. likes or whatever. You can get wrapped up in sort of that sort of thing with like ministry, like man. I haven't had very many people come and talk to me about this, about anything lately, and I feel like I've got so much to give, but, like, there might be one person. Yeah. But, again, like, what makes God smile is, like, man, you're doing that. You're passionate about that. You're passionate about, you know, spreading God's word through podcasting or, you know, through social media or, you know, out of church or at FCA and things like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. things that you're you're passionate about. And so it's, like, I think that, make God, that makes God smile, like you were saying. So I just think it's neat to just, I don't hear about that, too, mm-hmm. just like you're doing those things. Not four views, you're doing it, so mm-hmm. just, like, one person. Like, I, keep, I yeah. keep saying that, but anyways. Yeah, and no, I mean, the whole, you know, the whole what makes God smile thing, you know, you remember the book I read, Changed My Life, The Purpose Driven Life? Yeah. The one my dad gave me? Yeah. Um, I got it over there. I mean, I still, to this day, like, it's it's amazing. Um, and it, it really, the you know, the very first sentence of the book said, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. 
And that just, I mean, that just hit me hard, dude. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, that's really, I'm serious. That's the first time I think in my life, like, I've ever just been like, my life is not about me. Yeah. Like, and, you know, he wasn't saying that your life has nothing to do with you, as in, like, you're, you can't enjoy yourself, you can't have fun. No, no, no. He's saying your life is about more than you. Really? It's about more than just, you know, getting money, um, you know, having prestige status, all, you know, doing drugs, whatever. Like, because when we think about things that are going to make us happy and it's all about me, 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 like the definition of selfishness is just thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you have the mindset that it's not about you, you're going to live for God and live for others. And, and I, I got that from Rick Warren's book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life, like the chapter, What Makes God Smile. I can't remember if that was a chapter in his or if it was like a subtitle or something, but like it perfectly captured what I was trying to say in that chapter. Right. Because like for me, man, I, I view like when you talk about discipline, dude, the Lord loves discipline. Uh, Hebrews twelve eleven says, um, no discipline at the, at the time um, seems pleasant but painful, mm-hmm. um, but those who live by it will reap a harvest of righteousness. Yeah, I think that's what it says. And it's like when you live a disciplined life and you know your priorities, mm-hmm. that means you can focus harder on the things that you love. Mm-hmm. And the things like, like for instance, man, there there's a reason that, you know, I'm not trying to diss people, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, you know, people that all they do is party, um, you know, have one night stands and, and stuff like that. Like, they're not doing that because like, oh, that's fun. They're doing that because they're searching for something. They're searching for fulfillment. They're searching for something to make them, them happier or fulfilled, but you literally, you can't have joy without the Lord. Like, it's one of the fruits of the spirits. And so when you know your priorities, when you know what it is that you want to do with your life, and you become disciplined in that, then you can honor God with that. And that's why I love basketball. I mean, God smiles when I play basketball. God smiles when I do podcasts. He smiles when I do things I'm passionate about. And it's because I know I'm living for the Lord and seeking Him first, and I still have the desire to do those things. And fruit bears from those things. You playing baseball. God loves watching you pitch, bro. And He loves that your family loves watching you pitch. He loves saying, okay, this is bringing my, my children together. This is bringing people together. And I think that sometimes... You know, pastors don't mean to do this, but they make it sound bad for you loving the farm. They make it sound bad that you love the lake, that you even, like, you love shopping. Like, people make it sound bad that we love what we love, and that's not how it works. Like, if I'm seeking the Lord and I still love basketball, I can honor God with basketball. Like, everything I do is my ministry and my stewardship to Him. That's that's the word I was looking for, Mm -hmm. stewardship. Whenever... I work as hard as I can to be the best basketball player I can. I'm stewarding my abilities for the Lord. Like it, and, and I, man, some people may disagree with this. The way I think of it, if you openly know you have an ability given from God and you don't use it, it's almost like saying, "Hey, God, thanks, but no thanks." Mm-hmm. Like your voice, you say you love pouring into people. You you want to use your voice for people. Like if you were looking to please your parents and people please, you'd say. Yeah, man, well, um, man, I actually love speaking to people. I love uh, using my voice, but, man, my dad wants me to be a farmer, yeah. so I'm going to go do that instead. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be very passionate about what you right. do, and you're probably going to be pretty miserable because, you know, and, and luckily you have parents that yeah. love you and they love the Lord, and they're saying, no, go do it, good, what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And I've been, man, I've been blessed to have my family that, that have said, you know, do what the Lord wants you to do. Like, we'll, you know, we'll help God direct you, but... Ultimately, like it's it's the Lord that we want you to follow. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. I had something on mine, but kind of slipped right now. You're good, dude. We've kind of what we've been going. I think we've been going for like over an hour. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just I I just had another question for you. Uh, so yeah, we're just been talking about Kevin's book a little bit and just what mm. I want to kind of kind of been going through that and just how I've been encouraged through that but uh, just how like how did you like I don't know it's kind of like we were going back one of your questions was like faith like how did you take a step in faith and just like man or like what did you feel like what kind of where was where was your heart at you know like whenever you were thinking about writing a book or just like came up mm-hmm. to you like man I'm just gonna write a book like how, how did that just kind of just get like how did that get like brought upon your mind like how did the Lord lay that on your heart yeah that so it's crazy you say that um 
the first time I remember actually thinking of it was July of 2020. Okay. It's going to sound weird. Corona. Yeah, oh, Corona. Yeah. Brutal times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Brutal times, yeah. You know, usually we say, shout out Corona. No, not shout out Corona. <laughs> like, no, that was not good. But um, I was actually... You know how like people have like shower thoughts, like they'll be in the yeah, shower and sure. then like they'll be like thinking deep. Yeah. So I was in the shower and I so I was going through like the worst period of time of my life from July twenty twenty to probably like October of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Like just about a year, a year and a couple months of just anxiety and fear and insecurity and all these things. And the first time that a book ever popped into my mind was when I was in the shower and I was I was praying. I was like, God, like, what, what do I need to, what do I need? Or I'm sorry, I was like, what do I need to do? But also, I was like, man, I feel like you're gonna be glorified through all this. I don't know how. I really don't know how, but you're gonna be glorified through all this fear that I'm going through. Because, dude, there was a period of probably like six months. Where I struggled with panic attacks. A lot of people don't know that. But like I was so fearful and I was so anxious that I was struggling and I, I was having like panic attacks and like I, I'd like hyperventilate and stuff and, and I literally like I'd come home and be like, Mom, something's wrong. Like I, I Yeah. Like because I was so, you know, fearful I wasn't gonna find the right school. Uh, I was fearful about my future a lot. Like my great grandma was dying, like all these things were happening. And I'm gonna be honest, I'd never been through any like, like adversity in my life and I didn't know how to handle it. And so, yeah, I was in the shower thinking about that. And then I text, I ended up texting, I don't know why, but I ended up texting Spencer Reeves and like, cause we were talking, I think we were playing Fortnite or something. Um, and, and I was just like, man, like, I think I'm gonna write a book. Mm -hmm. Like, a, I think I, I probably, I could probably pull up a text like right now. And he said, oh, okay, cool. Just go for it. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, he was like, oh, cool. Uh, well, you know, what? You know what, what's going to be about? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I said, you want to be in it? And he's like, sure. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the first time I really thought about it. And honestly, um, you know, I, I honestly didn't think about it again until later. Here's the thing. And I've never really gone into detail about this on the pod, but I will. I don't care. Um, I went through a period of time where I felt the Lord leading me to do something like that. But honestly, the closer I was getting to the Lord, the further, like my ex-girlfriend and I were getting away from each other. Yeah. And so we ended up breaking up. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I really thought in my mind that we were probably going to get married. Mm -hmm. And then when that happened, everything fell apart. It was the craziest time in my life, bro. In a two-week period, everything fell apart. We broke up. My great-grandma died, um, and we were getting ready for her funeral. My bank account actually got frozen. I didn't mention that in the book. Like, my bank account got frozen, bro. Like, I didn't, I didn't have any money, and it was just like, what yeah. in the world? And I remember just crying and saying, God, like, why is this happening to me? So all the things that were bad got like 10 times worse. Yeah. And so to answer your question about the book, I went to 747. I got invited by Jackson Shaw. Shout out Jackson Shaw. Haley Banks, little baby boy they got now. Mm -hmm. I went to 747 and man, I, Jonathan's message was, uh, it was in like, S, no, it was in Ruth, I think. Um, and, and to, you know, I, I'll try to, you know, shorten what I'm gonna say, paraphrase what his message was. He was he was talking about relationships and stuff, and then he was talking about how you've got to love the Lord before you can love anyone else. And it kind of just put me in a position where I was like, oh wow, like I've got a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't realize I had a lot to learn. Um, and I basically ended up meeting Jonathan, mm -hmm. and he went up to me, and I man, I told him I straight up like, dude, it was the first time, I just let it out. I told him I was like, man, I've been going through this, 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 and this. He said, well, how many people have you, have you told? And I, I dead serious. I said, you're the only person. And I don't know. I didn't even know the man. Mm -hmm. I just looked at him and I told him all these things. And he, and he was like, well, you know, Caleb, like, you've got all these things that you're going through. And you're not going to be able to get through them until you hand them over to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we ended up meeting weekly. But he looked at me. He, like, he, like grabbed me like this, like being dead serious. And he said, Caleb, 
And I don't know if it, I think it was God speaking through him, like prophesying. I don't know, but he said, Caleb, if you give everything you're going through right now to the Lord, he's going to use you in special ways. And like the book popped right back into my brain for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. And I I said to myself, like, I, dude, I think I got the text message. I texted Devin Halford, uh, one of my best friends. We were really close at the time. And I said, I'm going to write a book. And it's going to be, and I, at the time I was like, and it's going to be used to glorify God. And, you know, again, he was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. But I was just, man, the Lord really got a hold of my heart. And it took probably six or seven months of just straight seeking Him every single day, getting on my knees, humbling myself. And, you know, after I went to Passion in 2022, um, and then I arrived on campus at Williams, that's when I knew it was time. I was like, I'm going to start writing it now. Yeah. And... It became what it's become. It's impacted people's lives. It's been cool. Um, and, and, you know, I, that's a little more detailed version. Uh, I've never really told that version because it's a little vulnerable version. But, man, sure. I think someone needs to hear it. Like, sure. um, I had plans, and the Lord said, no, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I went through that period of time where I was very fearful in my life. And, man, he delivered me from it. And I can honestly say I'm I'm happier than I've ever been. Yeah, you wouldn't change it. Uh, no, oh, no, dude. I mean, no, no. I had to go through that in order to be where I'm at today. And like, you know, I'm reading recently in, in John, I think it's John 11, um, where Lazarus is raised from the dead and Mary and Martha look at him and they say, well, if Lord, if you were here a couple days sooner, he wouldn't die. And Jesus looked at him and he, he looked at them and he said, um, Lazarus is dead so that God's, so God can be glorified. And I think God, I think I had to be put in that position to understand my purpose in life and understand what I had to do. And God has just given me back tenfold. I mean, I just think about like Job too. He got everything taken away and then he ended up getting double. And that's how I feel, man. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off like yeah, that. But like, man, that's, that's the reason the book came to be. And man, I, I want to inspire people not to allow fear to control their life um, and to allow faith to move them through the decisions they make and, and the way they live their life. For sure. Keeping that mindset, if only yeah. one person hears, yeah. only one person hears. Absolutely, it's all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Fowler, I've loved having you. Appreciate it. Podcast. It's been it, awesome. It was fun. Awesome. Any last word of encouragement, anyone? Man, it's just find your community, find people you want to pour into, and find somebody to pour into you. I mean, I think that's a, that's a big step in your faith, in my opinion. Just find those people that are for real going to be on your team and be on the same page. and. Like Kev emphasizes, don't live on your time, live on God's time, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's more freedom and fruit in that. So Absolutely, man. And I can attest to that, and it's, it's been awesome. I mean, I can't, there's only, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, man, the Lord just has his hand, hand in it, and it's mm-hmm. awesome when he, when he does. And when you let him, you got to let him. Yeah. You got to let God just lead yeah. and trust, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to be on here. I appreciate it. Um, I guess all these episodes are going to start being an hour long because they're just getting that much better. Yeah, they're just fun. <laughs> but, um, fun talking about yeah. it. Man. But, um, man, just thank you for coming on, like I said. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what God does in your life. Yep. Yeah. Excited to see what God does in yours. All right. Good stuff. All right. See you guys later.